When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special edition of Popcorn and Compliance. As you know from prior episodes, Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I are huge MCU fans. So we've decided to do the MCU movie oeuvre. That's right. We're going to do all of the MCU movies in this special podcast series. Over the series, we will take a look at the storylines, some of the cookies and other cool things. We'll describe the great action scenes from each um, episode, and then we'll take a look at issues raised by each episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We will take things from the societal angle, from the social justice angle, from the MCU angle, and perhaps even from the compliance angle. But if you're an MCU fan or you're a compliance fan, I know you will enjoy this episode, we take up my second favorite MCU movie, Winter Soldier. Popcorn in Compliance, the MCU series, is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Megan Doherty for our continued exploration of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... As always, we're continuing our challenge where we review the entire MCU on popcorn and compliance. Why? Well, because it's there. And we are uber geek fans. We are reviewing the films as they appear in chronological order uh, in the MCU timeline, not by release date. So today we have my second favorite, The Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm your co-host, Tom Fox, founder of the Compliance Podcast Network. And I'm Megan Doherty, co-founder of One Stone Creative, and I'm really excited to hear that this is your second favorite MCU movie. Uh, it doesn't doesn't make the very top of my list, although I enjoyed it, so I'm excited to hear what you love about it so much. It is the biggest, best roller coaster ride you can have. I mean, it starts out <laughs> and um, never stops. Um, the um, That's true. It is just great. I love the Winter Soldier. I loved him the first time I saw him. I thought he was one of the most badass dudes I'd ever seen. Um, <laughs> and uh, in in one of the early scenes, the earliest scene with the uh, the Avenger group, um, they are rescuing a Shield uh, uh, naval ship. It's been uh, taken over by pirates and is under. Uh, they're trying to ransom it. And in um, they fly over and they're going to parachute down and land on the ship, except for Captain America, who just jumps. And uh, it's one of the, of course, one of the pilots ask one of the uh, SEAL team members, uh, did he have a parachute on? And uh, the answer is no. But it just, uh, I had forgotten, it just rocks and it <laughs> rocks and it rocks. It has Robert Redford, uh, who I've always loved. Uh, even when he's a delicious villain, um, we've got uh, hints of the uh, romance between 
uh, Natasha and Bruce Banner slash the Incredible Hulk. Um, they've got Tech, uh, the flying um, aircraft carriers uh, that are being built and are going to be used for incredibly nefarious means. And there's a pretty interesting philosophical sort of uh, discussion throughout this this episode, uh, led by uh, Nick Fury, uh, also Rob, the Robert Redford character. Uh, as part of that discussion, it, Captain America chimes in from his 1940s perspective. So uh, I just uh, I really, really, really enjoyed uh, this movie. The um, kind of the first big fight scene between um, the Winter Soldier and Captain America uh, is one of my favorite. Uh, I don't know how long it is. I forgot to time it as I was rewatching it. Five, 10 minutes, whatever it is, but it, it's just great. And the stunt work was just spectacular. Um, the um, mm-hmm. Sam, we're uh, introduced to Sam um, in this uh, role. The, um, who was a, a paraglider, I think you would call him, uh, in the armed forces. And then the whole uh, meeting of Sam and Captain America, I found that incredibly poignant. And then uh, where they meet in front of the Lincoln Memorial, but then when uh, Captain goes to see him at the VA and you see what he is doing with uh, vets who come back, you have to remember this came out 2013, I think, and um, we were still in the middle of our 20-year war. We had a lot of vets who had fought sort of 04, 05, 06, 07, who seven years later were still dealing with PTSD and their own nightmares from the war. So I really appreciated that part uh, of it uh, where they focused on what I thought was an, I still think is an important veterans issue uh, in America. If you have unlimited wars, you're going to have unlimited damage veterans. So uh, like I said, I just love the whole thing. Um, Why is this not one of your favorites? Well, it hits, it hits a lot like a spy movie, doesn't it? Well, in fact... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good movie. I enjoyed watching it. Um, no, it was actually designed as an espionage oh, movie. Good. Yeah, but it just, I think spy movies aren't my favorite genre. Ah. Okay. Okay, yeah, good. Well, it, it, it felt like it. And, it, I mean, it was, it was really fun. And there were a lot of things I really, really did like about it, especially on the character development side of things. Um, the friendship between... Um, you know, Natasha and Cap that kind of grows over the movie, uh, particularly when they're in the mall, uh, kind of doing their heist and figuring out the data. And, and um, Natasha's really teaching him modern spy craft, uh, I thought was really fun. And I'm always down for a male-female platonic friendship. It's really nice to see in movies. Uh, they can just be buds, and that's great. Um, you know, getting uh, Sam the Falcon in there, too, really introducing his Cap character. So they were, it was a Captain America movie, but it was also a Black Widow and a Falcon movie, um, which I really, really enjoyed as, as an aspect. Um, and the kind of political thriller aspect of it. So, you know, the the underground in organization infiltrating to the highest levels, all led by the ghost of Zola in the machine, like really, really kind of fun mechanisms there. Um, and then kind of the, the crystallization of Captain America as, as the heart of the Avengers, because he's you know, torn from the 40s, acclimating to modern day, um, but modern day values don't match his own. And he was kind of back and forth and the different types of fight scenes being 
jolted back when he sees Bucky. Um, I, I thought it was really kind of lovely how when he, especially when he stole his original uniform from the museum, uh, that was just like, no, I may be modern, but I'm going to keep my values and I'm, I'm going to not let these organizations I work within uh, filter me. So I thought that was really nice. Um, and if, even if like most of these movies are so good, it doesn't have to be a favorite to still be pretty awesome. <laughs> what about any uh, uh, cookies or tidbits that you notice? We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more on MCU The Winter Soldier. Before I get there, I did leave out my absolute favorite scene, which was the mm-hmm. attack on Nick Fury in his vehicle. Uh, he's oh, driving so down was, the street, really and some uh, bogus cops attack him. And uh, I just, that was so awesome. Uh, You know, they put the battering ram up there and his computer system was down and he reboots it and then gets out of there. And we didn't even mention mention Sharon Carter, uh, Mm -hmm. the nurse uh, who is actually the uh, CIA agent overseeing the protection of Captain America. You know, anything going on there? Um, In the comic books, apparently there was in this movie. Maybe, maybe not, probably not. Um, but uh, that whole thing going on, the Nick Fury coming to Captain America's apartment, uh, the whole Nick Fury dying uh, um, part of it and uh, the fa- his fake death, et cetera, uh, all of that was uh, just, was to me, just I forgot how much I loved it just sitting and watching it. Um, and then at the end... Um, obviously Bucky, uh, the winter soldiers, Bucky Barnes mm-hmm. and Bucky is Cap's best friend from literally childhood. And, um, Bucky's had his mind wiped so many times. He has no idea what reality is, but he recognizes, um, Captain America. He recognizes Chris Rogers and, um, the end uh, near the end when um, they both fall, fall from the uh, aircraft carriers from the sky into the Potomac River, and it's actually Bucky that hauls Captain America out of the Potomac after he's knocked him out. Uh, I thought that was uh, very poignant as well, and then Bucky disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know at that point if we're going to see him again or not. We hope so, but uh, we really don't know. Yeah, I like I like the moment just before they fell out of the aircraft where um, you know Steve was willing to be beaten, you know, to help Bucky return to himself and remember who he was. You know, I'm with you till the end of the line. That that really really poignant uh, self sacrifice for his friend. Uh, so there are three things that I wanted to uh, to bring up, kind of cookie wise. One is this may have mm-hmm. my favorite end scene because we get introduced to the twins. And uh, they become, yeah, they're very prominent uh, in the next movie. One of them is Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch. Her brother, Pietro, is Quicksilver. Um, Wanda goes off to have a whole series of adventures, indeed her own uh, uh, television show that we'll get to at some point. Um, So uh, it falls in love with uh, characters yet to be created. So it's very cool to see her uh, and that, uh, and then two things that, um, really spoke to me probably more for my age than anything. 
One is at one point they type into the computer in the bunker, I think, and the computer says, shall we play a game? And anyone who watched <laughs> movies in the 80s knows that. that reference, and they know that came from war games. And you said that a million times, no matter how old you were, 5, 25, <laughs> 45, it didn't matter. Shall we play a game? Uh, so that was incredibly cool for me. The, uh, the other thing was, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you've been to Washington yet. But the Lincoln Memorial is uh, has a huge reflecting pool in front of it. Obviously, a very famous American monument in sight, and they're running around that. And I don't know how much money they had to pay to clear that off, but it was very, very cool. Uh, and that's where uh, Chris Rogers, Captain America, meets Sam. And um, the on your uh, left, the uh, on your left. Um, that's what you say when you're biking too. I've never heard that in running. You just, I just ran around people. Um, but um, uh, Sam gives him uh, some insights into the modern world. And he says, you need to listen to a Marvin Gaye album. And uh, uh, Captain has a list. And uh, he has a little, um, very small fo- uh, notebook. And he's writing down things he needs to, uh, to check out to bring him up to the modern day. Uh, and so he writes uh, mm-hmm. the name of the album down. I thought that was really, really cool uh, as well. Um, the the scenes with Sam where he flies as a paraglider were just way, way, way cool uh, as well. So um, what about some cookies for you or Easter eggs, I guess we should say? Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the notebook I thought was a fun one where he was writing things down. Um, and I... I learned that uh, they actually changed the um, items in that notebook depending on where the film was released. Um, so there was, it was like different in uh, Japan or Korea or here, um, what he was writing down. So I, I you know, found that in, in supplemental research, but I thought that was a pretty cool um, mechanism. Uh, one of the ones that really uh, hit me super, super hard, Easter egg-wise, uh, was they played the final song from Endgame uh, in, in this movie. And I think, it, I can't remember exactly what point in the film it was. It might've been when he was visiting with, uh, uh, with, with Peggy Carter, uh, but they were, they were playing that exact song and it, I stood up and said, Oh no, that, Oh, it was, I thought it was really, really, uh, touching that they were, well, I guess they had chosen it here, uh, and then decided to revisit it later. Um, the other thing that really kind of hit me right. the deepest, I think in the movie, it was a line, um, that Natasha had, as she said, sorry, you died for nothing, uh, to, to cap, you know, when they're, when the, 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 extent of the rot uh is revealed i thought that was that was really really on the nose and really sad just because it's really hard not to think that about the world that we live in as well as the mcu all of this keeps happening uh, and is ongoing and it really does feel like all of what happened in the past was for nothing whether or not it is or was uh uh definitely a topic maybe for a different podcast um, but i thought it was really interesting that they brought that up uh, and then the other one I had was the introduction of the twins, because I think after Thor, Scarlet Witch is probably one of my favorites. <laughs> so um, Peggy Carter, uh, as anyone who's listened to this series knows, I uh, fell in love with Peggy Carter. First time I saw her, and I loved her all the <laughs> way through the series. And there's some great Peggy Carter moments, although it can't be more than two or three minutes of references uh, throughout this entire two and a half hour movie. But one of them was, when Cap and Natasha go to the abandoned army base 
which it turns out where Captain America was created, or he trained rather. Uh, he was created in New York, but um, the um, they go into a secure area, and there's pictures of uh, Howard Stark, and um, I forget the Tommy Lee Jones character from uh, Captain America, and uh, Peggy Carter. And it turns out that Peggy Carter was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, now, they've just released, or I don't know when they released, but recently, what they call MCU shorts. And these are three to 15-minute, literally, shorts that either give some more, I, don't, I guess they're movie outtakes, uh, because they give some additional information. And one of those shorts explains why Peggy Carter was a founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and I watched all of the Peggy Carter TV shows, and I'd never seen that. So uh, uh, <laughs> it is new information. But I hadn't fully appreciated she was actually a founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. And you learn in the short uh, that at the behest of Howard Stark, um, he pulled her out of the... Um, intelligence unit she was working with in New York. So, um, uh, you know, huge shout out to Peggy. Uh, the romance continues. And obviously we're going to talk about that uh, quite a bit going forward. Yeah. And just one, one final note, I think on, uh, I was going to say one final note on, uh, on just the Peggy Carter in specific, when she and Cap are having their conversation, um, she says something that I think is really foreshadowing for the rest of the MCU, at least the phase one of the MCU. And she talks about how sometimes you have to be willing to take it down and tear it down. And that, you know, we're going to be talking about that a lot when we get to Age of Ultron and then obviously the uh, the, the next movies, especially the ending ones. Uh, that really is a recurring theme. And I think it's great that it was Peggy who started everything um, is one of the people to bring that up. Uh, and a few words about Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Uh, he is one of the most badass dudes uh, the that's around uh, the fight scene uh, <laughs> with Captain America was just awesome when he appears uh, he's going after Nick Fury and uh, that was equally awesome and uh, no, now I've said awesome twice in the space of about 10 seconds but it was awesome awesome so uh, uh, he is one bad dude and he is a war machine and he's a cyborg uh, because he's, you know, part man, part machine. And, uh, so the whole kind of cyborg, cyborg robots, we have that, uh, theme in, in particularly in age of Ultron moving forward. So I thought that was an interesting angle that, that was really fully not, ex, not fully explored in winter soldier, but I think it set it up for some of the other, um, movies down the road. So, uh, well, uh, Megan, I hope I've persuaded you uh, just how awesome this movie is. And uh, I hope our listeners uh, will join us again for our next episode of Popcorn and Compliance, the full MCU where we take up the age of Ultron. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Popcorn and Compliance the MCU series. I hope you will join Megan and I next time when we take up the age of Ultron. So I'd like to tell you about a special podcast series that recently premiered on the Compliance Podcast Network, Trial of the Century, the Enron Trial, where with business journalist Lauren Steffi, who covered the Enron Trial, we take a look at the trial of Enron as opposed to the bankruptcy. I know you'll enjoy it if you like 
fraud, if you like trials, or you just like a good story. Check it out on the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>